You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. It's called Pirate Radio. Makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Even shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns are for jerks. Pam, I will end you. All right, guys, welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am joined by my cohort in podcasting crime. His name is Steve Monick. That's me. Don't forget it. <laughs> we we did a, an episode earlier uh, where we talked about video games, and Steve and I started getting into a topic that I wouldn't say is dark. Dark's the wrong word, but it it is the the darker side of what we're seeing with with gaming. And like Jess, you heard her at the beginning of our video game episode talk about how she was doing an interview with a guy who's doing VR, uh, virtual reality, and then AR, augmented reality, and how cool that is. I mean, I think it's, it's an awesome concept, but it, part of it is kind of scary. And that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about some of these things that are happening in our world uh, as far as technology goes. And like, are we going to get to a point where this is going to become a bad thing? Are we going to start seeing major ramifications from it? Um, Steve, you started talking about how this sort of thing kind of leads to a sedentary lifestyle if, if one wanted it to be so. But we have these choices. We have all these options to stay active, to get up and be fit. Um, from what I was seeing, though, like I feel like it's almost like people are doing it because they have to. Because it's like, oh, well, I might die if I don't start exercising. So I guess I start. I better start ac- exercising. Let me do this thing that the Nintendo Wii created for me. And I'll step on this board and I'll do some yoga. And then I'll get tired of it and try to trade it in for the, the GameStop for $3. Like, it's... I feel like... I feel like people are doing it just because it's it's something that they feel that they have to, that their doctors are forcing them to do. Um, just like the changes in diet. Like it, a lot of these changes that are happening now are not by choice. It's because they have no other options. And because, I mean, right now Americans are fatter than they've ever been. You know, like they, they say that there's more obese Americans now than there have ever been in history. Um, these are the kind of things that, that kind of freak me out about all this. Yeah, and I mean... It's weird, too, because if you look at a different segment online, you would see, like, people who are doing insane, impossible things physically, you know, with their diet, with with working out, that kind of stuff. Like, stuff that just, yeah. you're like, how, how is that even possible? Like, how, how do you even do that? You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're just a, you're an investment banker. How are you also able to do these things? Um yeah, right. So, like, I think it just depends on what corner of the internet you decide to, to, to look at. But yeah, the general prevailing thing is I think it's just becoming easier and easier to do whatever you want to do. And if you want to be active, you can be active. If you want to play video games and have the internet and your technology take care of you and keep you mostly alive, you can do that too. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what you have an Xbox One now. What are you playing? 
Uh, honestly, I own like four games for it. It's basically an entertainment machine for me and my yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, but I have both Battlefront, both Star Wars Battlefronts. I have yeah. um, Lego Marvel Avengers. What else? I have something else over there. I don't even remember what it is. Yeah. Oh, I can't see it from here. I don't remember. Um, yeah. But I have a bunch of 360 games and um, a bunch of them are backwards compatible. And oh, yeah. for the ones that aren't, you can actually daisy chain your Xbox 360 into your one. And because you can run everything through the one like that's you can run your cable through it. That's what I, we watch Netflix and all our Blu-rays through. So basically, like if you want to do anything, you can just turn that on and navigate through the different apps for that. I watch YouTube videos through it on my TV, etc., etc. You can cast yeah. like like my PC. Like if I have something on here, I can cast it right to Xbox One the same way. People like if you have like your app, your iPhone and the Apple TV, yeah, you can cast stuff to it. You can do the same thing from your computer to your Xbox One. So huh. like it's basically just an entertainment machine, which. Yeah. I think that's really what a lot of it's going to be. I mean, every everything's converging into just different shape and sizes of the same thing. Like you're just talking about your phone. You don't just call and text on it, but you surf the internet and you record calls for podcasts. And that's yeah. also a handheld gaming device for you. Um, before, yeah. that would have been 10 different pieces of equipment. Um, my, my Xbox is also what I watch movies in now, you know? Yeah, my TV, my TV has Netflix built into it. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and I so. remember when when they started toying with that that technology with the 360, um, and they started adding stuff to it. They added that hub where you could do everything in one spot, and you could listen to Last FM while you were playing um, Left for Dead and fighting off zombies. You know, like it was it was just an interesting amalgamation of what it's doing, and like I think that's kind of what scared me about it too. Is like the whole concept of you don't ever have to get your fat ass off off of your couch ever again <laughs> because you can stay here like it, it was it was like beckoning you it was like it was like no no mike don't leave me you have everything that you could need here do you need to order a pizza oh hey check it out there's a pizza hut app built into this why would you need to get up and leave just throw a shoe at the door you know and tell them to open it up you know like it's 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 kind of cool but it's also kind of scary in a way because we're, we're transitioning into a, a not a dark area of, of humanity, but like a scary part where people don't have to interact with each other face to face anymore. And like, there's advantages to it. Like right now, you're in you're in Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh area. I'm in the, the DC area, and we're able to carry on a podcast. But at the same time, too, I still would prefer if we were doing it the way we were doing it before, where we were sitting around a, a freaking card table with a with one microphone. Like, there's something about face-to-face -face interaction that I think that is is waning, and people don't want it anymore. That that is very important to human interaction. There's always trade-offs. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're we're trading simplicity and everything. I mean, yeah, could we drive two and a half hours each and meet somewhere in the middle of West Virginia and do a podcast? Like, yes, it's possible, and we're trading something off. So maybe we're putting a level of disconnect between us to facilitate not having to do that. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think you make those trade-offs everywhere. And a lot of times, yeah, like sometimes people are way more interested in playing their, their video game and they're, you know, online and chatting with their friends that way. 
than maybe going out and interacting and they're trading something off for that and they're getting something for it. So I don't know if I'm smart enough to judge which one's better or which one's worse. You know, when you're making these trade-offs, is it, is it a net positive or a net loss? Um, But ultimately, I mean, these are the, this is the world we live in. And I think people are smart enough. And I think humanity is routed in such a humanity that they're never, they're never going to deviate too far like they're never going to make it yeah. it's a pendulum i guess is what i'm saying is well, it, it, it'll swing yeah. so far one way but it'll never swing so far that it breaks off and it, it's just broken like it'll swing and then it'll get to the point where people are like all right what we're doing now is just weird and insane and huh. i think i think you're almost starting to see a little bit of that now because i mean there's so much more of a movement now for like fitness and like in the city there's all this stuff about like they put bikes and bike lanes in um, people are talking about like eating healthier and, and there's so much science behind food and how you eat and everything. And I think there's this whole movement right now about moving and being physical and focusing I mean, on health in your body. And I think that's, you're going to eventually see that swing away from the sedentary and having the whole world do everything for you with machines. Yeah. And it's starting to swing back the other way. And then it'll get to the point where it's, everyone seems like they're hippies living out in the woods and yep. then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like, let's can we invent some technology to take care of this kind of thing? And then it'll just swing back <laughs> and forth. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that too because if let's let's use the analogy of um, 2018 Mike and 2008 Mike. If 2018 Mike went back in time and said, "Mike, listen to me. In 10 years, you're gonna be a vegetarian." 2008 Mike would slap 2018 Mike in the face because. The concept of that was would be so foreign and so like, there's no way I'm not doing this. That's ridiculous. But like, like you like you just mentioned, you know, there's now these these health kicks, these there these things that like we're learning more about the things that we eat. And like, I never would have thought in a million years that that would be something that I would want to do with my life and with my diet. But it it it, it, it is here. I am. Yeah, and like it's the the thing that scares me about this too is like you see these little things, and I, and I'm sure that like a lot of it is the the media outlets making it way more dramatic than it needs to be. But like you'll see these things where it's like, oh, these sex robots that they're creating that are going to like replace this, and they're um like I don't I don't know if you've ever read them or not, or maybe this is just my twisted newsfeed that I have, but like they they talk about these these developments that they're making in like artificial robots for men and women to copulate with and it's it's scary to think that like somebody would rather do that than have actual interpersonal interaction and then you read about like japan for instance and i'm going to pull up the article real quick here uh in japan right now uh the population is um there are fewer marriages in japan almost 90 percent of unmarried japanese intend to marry and yet the percentage of people who continue uh, who don't continues to rise so they're not getting married they're not dating they're not having babies like the birth rate has like started to plummet in japan and like it's it's kind of scary to think that this is something that like societies are starting to think is just not worth it like hey you know we don't need to have babies we don't need to continue to procreate we don't need to do this we don't need to do that and it's just like wow like why not how how do you come to that conclusion yeah like how did you yeah what what led you there? And I gotta say, there's a lot of stuff in this world that I, I can understand why why people are being led that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like to a certain degree. I mean, you can kind of understand. Like it, it's 
dating is stressful. I mean, shoot, you saw it. I mean, like I saw it. We, we've we've all seen it. It just it, it was one of those things where it never seemed like it was so stressful that it wasn't worth doing. And I feel like as human beings, we 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 want to be around each other. But like now, we're starting to see data that's pointing the other direction, where it's like people don't want to be around each other. They just want to be left alone. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that everything is so instant gratification right now and having an interpersonal relationship is work i don't care what form it takes i don't care if it's like someone you're dating or someone you're a friend with or whatever but i mean interacting and communicating and being friends with another human being takes effort and a lot of people just aren't willing to put effort into things anymore because a lot of things are just given to them or just handed to them or things that used to take time and effort don't anymore um even i mean even when you look at like what they call you know your friends on facebook how much effort it really takes to become a friend with them it took a click of a button that's not really becoming a friend but you consider them your friends or Um, even like even like the birthday things like i i always wonder and it sounds kind of like not selfish but like it seems like you're putting more thought into it than there needs to be like how many people would actually know that my birthday is february 15th without actually seeing a facebook message pop up and reminding them you know, it's it's cool that you get like these messages, and your phone is all of a sudden flooded with, with things that you need to respond to because people are saying happy birthday to you. But at the same time, too, how many people actually give a crap, and how many people are just doing it because this prompt on their phone is like, hey, by the way, it's Mike's birthday today. Don't forget, it's it's the socially correct thing to do to post happy birthday wish on Mike's thing because you clicked the thing that said you'd be his friend. Um, yeah, I I don't even check my wall or anything. I mean, it's not. It's not that I don't care. That's not the right way to put it. But like, if if you're close with me, then you usually communicate with me when it's my birthday and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's it's things like that. But let me let me since we're we're doing the the the, the negative side of it, let me also give a positive side of this too. Um, you wouldn't be married or have a child right now if it wasn't for the internet. That's accurate. And my wife is I, a very sophisticated Android that Mike was is. talking about from his news feed. <laughs> exactly. We, we developed her. We built her in a lab specifically for Steve. Um, no, like you, you guys met on online and like before I married Sandy, which is it's so crazy because I was actually doing a lot of online dating before I met my wife too. Um, but for the sheer reason that the jobs that I worked, I was working night shifts, so I didn't really have a lot of time to go out and meet people the regular traditional ways because I was working when they were out doing stuff. So, like, I had Likewise, to find alternative I was, means. I was bartending at the time, so, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't really, like, having a normal clock, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was in, yeah, in the same I don't boat. Know if you noticed this, too, but on online dating, it seemed like, I would say probably 80% of the females were either teachers or nurses. Did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that. Because they, they run into the same problem, too. Because it's like, okay, think about it like this. That place that we worked, right? If we were both, if we, had we had both been single while we were working there, you could have found somebody maybe that you could have dated, right? Because same age range, you guys make roughly the same amount of money, you have the same schedule. So, like, that's why so many people tend to find relationships there. It's just like high school, like, when you really think about it. Like, why do people date people from the same high school because you're around each other all the time and you get to know each other you know and you're in that bubble you're in that same social circle exactly it's it's the same thing but like um when you're a nurse like 
who do you see? You see other nurses and you see sick people. Like that's not really a good pool to be pulling from as far as who you should be dating. And same thing with teachers, because I mean, I don't know if you see the news or not, but there are a lot of teachers getting fired for trying to date their students. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, like I, it's funny. Yeah. Nurses and teachers. That's, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, it, it's, I never really put the correlation together until just now when we were talking about it. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it was either that in military. Like I ran into a lot, well, because I'm in DC, but like, you know, it's part of that. Um, I was leaving the military and I was meeting other people who were in the military and that's how um, we would oftentimes connect. But then like I joked with you too that like I, I started dating that one girl who lived like right outside of the <laughs> military post that I was that I was work that I was working at and like I had a two hour commute to work every single day and I, I legitimately started thinking about well maybe I should date her so that I can stay here so they won't have a long commute. And like, meanwhile, like not even really like trying to connect with her in any other way other than thinking about how awesome her, her location is for her apartment. <laughs> like, meanwhile, she's telling me about her, you know, her, her favorite book is Mind Comp and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, your apartment's awesome. Um, what'd you say? Well, what was your favorite book? You said Fight Club? Okay, cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That, that Chuck like real, real good writer there. <laughs> this is a two, two bedroom or uh, what, what are we looking at here? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so weird the things that change and like I don't know if it happened to you or not but like early on like it was so it was so socially taboo to date people online like early 2000s it was not something that was really accepted like because think about it like when AOL first was like big in the early like mid to late 90s and you would see stories on the news oh well this guy met this girl he was in Washington State, she was in Texas and they became best friends and now they're getting married. Isn't that a wacky story? Huh, people meeting on the internet, that's so crazy. Like, that happens every day now. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering when it's going to be the crossover where that's really more the majority. I mean, it's not going to be for some time, but... Oh yeah. Well, like, it was so weird too because I, I, I was dating so many girls that I met online because of my schedule and then like I ended up breaking up with a girl that I was dating before I met my wife and I met my wife at a Starbucks and then we went out like and went drinking with our friends later that night which is like the most typical way of meeting people ever it was like at Starbucks and you get coffee and then you go get drinks like that's that's how people met in like the 80s and 90s and like I was doing this like modern thing like oh let's do online dating and then I met her through the traditional means and like we're still together magically somehow and there's 11, people who, like, who, who would hear that story and go like, I don't even understand how you would meet someone at a coffee shop. Like, how do you, would you take your headphones out and talk to someone or like, wait, wait, how, how do you even do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny. Like that's, well, like <clears throat> I was reading all these things about like, like, I guess modern, I guess the 20 somethings now. And it was saying, like, if you see a girl and she's got headphones in, don't try to talk to her. Well, really? Because she doesn't want you to talk to her. Uh, okay. So, all right. Based on my experience, that means there's no human I could ever talk to ever. <laughs> yeah. And like, in any thing, context. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I want to, I want to be clear on that too. I understand that sometimes people just want to be left alone and that's fine. But like, I, I had this because I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. I had this thought of like, if you took two people who met in the nineties and 
they like happened to catch eyes in an elevator one time and they that's they just caught eyes and that was it and that that was how they knew like and from there they started talking and from the talking they became really close and from there they got married and they were best friends and they had kids and everything was it was like a love story right but you move that to the 2010s and in that same elevator they never meet eyes because they're both staring at their phones yeah and it's it, i'm not like i'm not detracting i'm not saying like oh technology's bad you know we need to throw our phones away no i love my phone my phone's awesome like it does things i was able to record a podcast with jay dilla while i was walking around a track today so i was able to be less fat and i was able to do something that i i love doing it's just like i i wonder it's a double-edged sword and i i sometimes think that there aren't there isn't enough people recognizing that like it seems like everyone's just all in screaming a thousand miles an hour about all the good things it can do and i'm never going to deny that it can do a tremendous amount of good things but yeah Yeah. like i said in in the other show there's trade-offs and sometimes i think there's things that people think they're they're throwing away that are seemingly worthless that i think you and i are saying "Mm, but are they like when you actually look back at it like i think there's actually some value there yeah yeah i i definitely agree too and like you, you're lucky that you haven't gotten to experience it yet. But let me just tell you right now, sir. Like I'm giving you this this prophetic warning as a new father. Be warned, Steve Monick. Be prepared for the day when your kid starts watching things on the internet. Oh yeah. <laughs> and maybe it'll be better by the time little Jack is 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 older. But like right now, we ended up having to like severely stop the amount of time that Jax spends on YouTube because of things that are supposed to be for kids that are not for kids at all that are horribly inappropriate like there there was okay there's well didn't there's, YouTube recently do something about that like wasn't there a whole bunch of like bands that just went through for a bunch of channels that were like like yeah. their, their covers were like geared and marketed towards kids but they had a bunch of inappropriate content yeah yeah, it's gotten better since then. But like, we found out there's these things called uh, Go Animate, which is essentially like an animation program that you have on your computer, right? So like, you have the little characters walking around doing whatever, and then you can make them say whatever too. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's all made by little kids. Okay, cool. Jax will appreciate this. This will be funny. And these little kids were saying some of the most vile things that I had ever heard in my life. And I was like, and Jax was repeating them. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. This stops now. And like. It's just, it's, it's a scary world where kids can get access to this sort of thing. But I guess really it's no different than like us being on the playground, like telling each other the different curse words that we've heard, you know, or like the R-rated movies that we got to watch with our parents or, or something like that. Like it's, every culture has their own way of doing the things that they're not supposed to do. But like, it, it's a, it seems a little more, um, a little more insidious because of it's packaged for children. And, like, think about, like, cartoons now. There are cartoons on Cartoon Network that are horribly inappropriate for children. Yes, they're on Adult Swim, but, like, it's still, like, it's, they're, they're, they're cartoons, and aren't cartoons supposed to be for kids? It's, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Yeah, and I think some of the things that, like, so you're talking about R-rated movies, and I know one of your favorite movies, for example, is, like, RoboCop. Yeah. And there's like a tremendous amount of like swearing and violence and everything like that. And I'm not suggesting that a small child should ever 
watch RoboCop. They should wait until they're they're old enough. But at the same time, the at least the thing that RoboCop has going for it is context and in yeah. a story, like a beginning, middle, and end of like where it's going. And sometimes I think a lot of the stuff that you were talking about is just like vulgarity or, or that kind of stuff for the sake of vulgarity, just just to be shocking and to be. Um, yeah. you know, hey, look at this weird stuff I can say in front of little kids. Like, there's no context or reason behind it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, when Red Foreman from the '70s show says "bitches leave" or whatever, and yeah. like, there, you know, was it Murphy's getting his face and arms and legs blown to pieces and stuff? Like, yeah, it, there's there's swearing and there's violence. Like, I get that, but it all serves the story and it's all part of that. And we as people. Uh, love stories and you know we crave that and sometimes stories have dark sides and stories have stuff that in life is not great but it's part of telling that story if you're just screaming it or just you know doing gross crass stuff in front of kids just to just to do it that's where it i think you need to draw the line yeah and, and I, I i totally agree with that too and that was like that's one of my biggest issues with youtube i love youtube in certain aspects like we have people that as a family like that myself and sandy and jackson chelsea we all make a point of watching like we're all disney addicts so like there's this dude that lives down in florida and his name is um he goes by the name of the tim tracker like his first name is tim and like the youtube channel he made was like for his family and friends to see where he was you know the the tim tracker but everybody calls him tim tracker and like he goes to disney world and he goes to universal and he just does like family friendly videos about like hey here's what i'm doing i went here and i tried this chicken sandwich and it was really really good and i went here and i rode this ride and it's all like very user friendly and like it's family friendly and like there's a whole community that builds around it the people that are fans of his that will send him like artwork that they made of him and like it's really kind of cool but then on the flip side you'll have like other people who have like and i'm not going to name any names but there's like families of people who will do videos and like i don't know if you remember seeing this or not it was on the news but basically, like this, this mom and this dad pranked this kid um, because what they did was they put disappearing ink. They like sprayed disappearing ink on the carpet, right? Uh, the parents did this, and then they came in like screaming at the kid that the kid had made the mess, right? And then they were like screaming, at him, and they were gonna like beat it, beat him. And the kid is like screaming and crying, "No, don't! I didn't do this! I don't know what you're talking about!" It was like watching like a, a torture video. It was horrible, and like they ended, up, they, the parents ended up like losing custody of their child, like. Jeez. That's the kind of thing, like you said, context. People don't understand what's right and wrong sometimes, and they think that they're just being funny, and like it gets way out of control. Like there was this guy, um, uh, Logan Paul, I think is his name, was a YouTuber, and he was in the um, I don't know if you've ever seen like the specials about like the suicide forest in Japan, um, where like people in Japan will go to commit suicide in this forest, and he was there and he filmed it. He filmed a dead body swinging on a tree and people were like, oh, it was just an accident. It was just an accident. This, this dude essentially ended up like, he basically ended up recording all of this content, took it home, put it on his computer, was editing it and said, hey, this is a good idea to put on the, on the, on my YouTube channel. <laughs> and that's good, a problem. Good decision. You know? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's scary. And like. All right, so let's let's yeah. shift gears here and talk about some of the good stuff, though. That you yeah, let's you talk brought about up earlier. And one thing you just mentioned, though, when you're talking about Tim Tracker, and you were talking yeah. about, um, oh, there's like this community and people send him artwork and all that kind of stuff. That's definitely one thing that I feel has grown 
is people's ability to express themselves and share their creations. Because yeah. that's one thing that I don't – I mean, yeah, there, when you're talking about that dude sharing the, the suicide content or whatever, like, yeah, that's not artwork. That's not a creation that should be shared or whatever. But um, yeah. there was not near as much of an outlet for people to be creative – to make no. things and to share it with each other and to comment and to grow and get better at their craft um, than there is now. I mean, look at look at us. If it wasn't for these this bevy of con- of uh, we're using a free application on a computer to talk seamlessly, and like that's not something that we could have done. 15 20 years ago like th- this is this is I mean, a new- other than using a telephone of course but well, recording, and recording it. It. yes exactly and then like having other people listen to it that's what blew me away is one of our writers on ggr was some dude that we met on the internet who's actually become i would consider a close friend you know and andy barsh like that's incredible like it i have uh, a cousin who lives in florida um, who, when they grew up, uh, my uncle was a U.S. Marshal, so they were stationed in like like um, Colorado and then ca- in California subsequently. Um, so I never knew them, but like we've become better friends because of the internet, because we're able to talk to each other. Like we nerd out. Like we were like after I saw Last Jedi, I was like, oh my god, you have to. When are you seeing this movie, Donnie? Seriously, when are you seeing this movie, dude? And he was like, uh, tomorrow. Just don't tell me anything about it. And I was like, I'm not gonna tell you anything, but you have to see it. Oh my god, it's so good. And like that's what we do. We get excited. And like when star Wars land opens in Disney world, he lives in Florida. Like he's going to go with us. Like, this is something that like we get to now have our childhoods together that we never got to have. And we're in our thirties. It's like that scene in, uh, in, um, stepbrothers where he was like, man, I wish we had these things when we were eight. He's like, you know what? It's even better. Um, it's even better that now that we're in our, you know, our thirties that we can share this stuff, like the (laughs) night vision goggles. Like it's exactly like it's, that's that's the benefit of this, man. Like the fact that like when you moved away, it wasn't like when we were kids when a friend moved away and the only way you could contact them was by phone call or by letter. Like now we can do this. We can still do the same nerdy crap that we were always doing across the internet. Is that Broncos fan Donnie? Yes. Say hi. He had to a rough season. For me. I I will. He had a rough season this year. Yeah. Like I just for long long stretches of the season I forgot the Broncos existed. I think he did too. I think, and it was for his. It I was for his betterment. The Broncos forgot that the Broncos were a team. <laughs> Wait, like, we're a team? Like I feel like there were some of them who woke up and it was like probably like eleven forty-five on Sunday. They're like, "Oh my god, I have a game today!" And they had to just like jet yeah. there. <laughs> Still like eat like like drinking their coffee as they're like stretching for the for the yeah. game. Like, like telling the coach, I, I set my alarm to PM. I set it to PM. I'm so sorry, Norm. I'll be I I'll come in early on Monday. I'll do laps. Just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. Yeah, about exactly. it. Nobody nobody else showed up anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's 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 so funny. Like in that one token, you have that. But then I also have like I'll I'll have relatives that I've that I grew up around my entire life who will just say the most vile racist things on Facebook and I'm just like, my God, where did this come from? And it's like, uh, unfollow. Like it, it, you, I just can't even deal with this anymore. Like it's, it's so crazy. And like, I feel like that's another aspect that's come of this. And like, 
I want you to take this in the spirit that it's meant, Steve, and I don't want you to to think that I'm I'm projecting anything on on your relationship. Because let me just state this right now: I am super jealous of the relationship that you have with your brother and your mom and your dad because you guys are all super close, and I'm not with my family um, for various reasons. Um, but I feel like because of our, the current climate we're in, you can actually it's socially acceptable to cut people who are toxic to you out of your life, even if they're family members and no one judges you for it. Like they used to, Oh, well you're a black sheep because you did this. Like now people understand and like they get it. They're like, yeah, I saw the horrible things that your little brother said on Facebook. My God, no wonder you're not friends anymore. I totally get it. Like I, I feel like you couldn't have done that in the past and, and people would, would have definitely judged you more harshly than they do now. Um, it's encouraging. I think it goes back to what we were saying a little bit ago. Um, I think really the the summation of this yeah. is context. Yeah. So if you just cut someone out of your life for no reason whatsoever because you're just a bad person or just whatever, then that doesn't make any sense. But you're saying like, yeah, if they're saying like racist stuff and posting all over Facebook, yeah. you now have that context. And I feel like you know, pre-internet, you didn't always have that context. You know, sometimes it was stuff you said behind closed doors. Yeah. And there was no context for why you didn't get along with so-and-so and and it wasn't part of your public life. And now it kind of can be. Yeah. Um, So as long as there's the right context, I feel like that's where the positives come from, from the technology and things that we have in our day and age. Yeah. When there's no context or people try and force a context where it doesn't belong that's when you start getting into issues yeah i i totally agree um wow so that was as you see folks we can talk about nerdy video games we can talk about our favorite bands we can talk about star wars but we can also talk about like some pretty deep stuff too and that's what i love about ggr it's the spirit that even though we closed the you know we shuttered the website so to speak um I feel like the spirit never died. And now is the time. And it never will. It never will. Yeah. Um, I feel like now is the, the reason and, and the, the perfect time to bring this back. Um, we're going to do more stuff like this because we're, we've expanded as podcasters. Uh, Steve and I have. So we're going to tackle some bigger issues too. I mean, we're going to talk about religion at one point uh, in the future here. Um, but we're also going to keep talking about our near so, so buckle up for that. <laughs> Be prepared. Um, I actually have a buddy of mine who is a Mormon who I want to see if he's willing to come on too so we can kind of get some different perspective on this because I feel like it's like the setup for a joke, you know, like, you know, a Christian, a Mormon, and a Jew walk into uh, a podcast <laughs> and they're all friends. <laughs> oh, Mike. Yeah. That was a bad joke. I didn't like that one. Well, you're going to have to work on that for next time. Come up with a better joke. Okay. All right. <laughs> but that's the great thing about it too is um, – that's one of the tenets of GGR is have a voice. Just don't be a, don't be a juice bag. Um, I've, I've said things that Steve has disagreed with. Steve has said things that I've disagreed with, but we've never made it a personal thing. And we always know. Yeah. There was that, that one time where we didn't agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you don't like, um, you don't like mafia movies and I do. That's true. I'm like, I don't really care. It's not that I dislike the Godfather or anything like that. Like I understand from a technical perspective, it's, yeah, a classic or whatever, but I just don't care about it. Like, I just don't, I just don't like casino. Yeah. 
Goodfellas, all that stuff. Like I know, like um, this is like movie cinema blasphemy. I'm saying right now, but I just don't care about those movies. Yeah, I mean, like, and also though too, you're you're not the type of person who's turned off by the fandom of things like like The Office, for instance. Um, you still love The Office, even though there's so many annoying fanboys for that show. Um, it completely turned me off of that show. Like I'll never watch it ever again because of it. There was a dude that I worked with at camp. And I remember him saying to me, like, he was talking about, like, I love, like, all these bands, but then, like, I just hate it when, like, so many people, like, get into them. Like, I like it when I'm, like, one of the only, like, I like finding them first and listening to them, but then after a lot of people start listening to them, like, I just can't listen to them anymore. I'm like, did the song change? (laughs) Did the number of people listening to it fundamentally change the music you're listening to? No, it didn't. You either like it or you don't like it. You either have it either has a positive message yeah. that that strikes you or it doesn't. What other people think about it shouldn't impact how you see it. It shouldn't, but I'll give you an example, okay? Remember that episode of uh, the Simpsons where they found out why there was uh, a Springfield and a Shelbyville and why they split and you had um you had uh Jebediah Springfield and I can't remember the guy's name that was uh Shelbyville. Um but like He's sitting there and he's, he's, he's pontificating and he's like, yes, and we'll have this great freedom and we'll have these wonderful cities and it'll be great. And then Shelbyville's like, yes, and we'll marry our cousins. And like, Springfield's <laughs> like, what are you, daft man? No, we're not marrying our cousins. He's like, I, I, I thought that this was part of it. That's what it is to me. It's like, I'll talk to somebody who it's like, oh man, I really like this band. Oh yeah, I really like this band too. Hey, but don't you also like these guys? And like, don't you like this? Don't you like, no, I hate all of those things. What is wrong with you? Like, I, no, go away. We, we can't talk anymore. And like, that's, that's what I mean. It's not like, it's not like any of the great things that it did before have been discredited. Cause like, for instance, talking about the office, Steve Carell, I think he's hilarious. I love him in the 40 year old virgin. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but like, it's just, I can't get into the office as much as I used to in those first like couple of seasons because of how ridiculous it became and how everybody's like, Oh, that's what she said. And that's all it becomes. And it's like, there's so much more to this show. And like, I can talk about it with you because you appreciate it, but like, it's more the, I can't talk to everyone about it sort of thing. I think it's ironic and funny that I'm going to suggest this based on what we just talked about, about connecting with people and and having interactions and stuff. But I think the best way to get over something like that is to isolate yourself and like, for example, like, has did Sandy watch The Office? Is she, yeah. Does she care about it? No, she hates it. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Like, I find I get so into stuff, and I love stuff when I'm sharing it with someone who's never experienced it before. Yeah. So, like, right now, me and Mandy are watching through all the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and there's a handful of movies. Like, she had not seen any of the Iron Man movies yet. Oh yeah. And those are so, great. as I was watching them, like, I was explaining stuff, and we were talking about it, and yeah. like my passion and fandom for it grew yeah as i was watching it through her eyes for the first time and so sometimes yeah. like isolating yourself away from like the fanboys and all that kind of stuff and just watching it with someone who's never watched it before and it's just the two of you or like yeah. your little group sometimes that's the best way to get over oh, that yeah. whole like d-bags co-opting the thing that's actually cool yeah and making it not cool anymore <laughs> yeah well, like a perfect example of that too is you guys are watching all the Marvel movies. Uh, Sandy watched all of the Punisher on Netflix with me, and like, I didn't really think that she would really enjoy it, but she got a few episodes into it and she really dug it. Like, she tried to watch Daredevil with me, and she was like, "Oh, this is just too slow. I can't get into it." And I was like, "All right, fine." 
So she watched the Punisher with me, and she got all the way through. Have you have you seen the Punisher yet? I have not. Okay. All right. There's this. There's a very violent scene, and I won't spoil it for you. But there's a and very. And that's where that's where I'm like with the little five year old, five month old boy and the wife who's not so much into the the major violence, trying yeah. to find a time to watch it. that particular content's been tricky. I I get that. I totally get it. Like that's not like the first. Like you don't want to even like possibly expose your kid to something like that this early because right it grows up to be who knows what but like there's a scene there where it's just incredibly violent and he's doing something where he's attacking somebody and sandy was like oh my god is he gonna do this is he gonna do this oh my god he's gonna do this and she was like getting excited and i was like this is why i married you like she was just as excited about the horrible violence that was happening as I was. And I was like, this is wonderful. We can share this together. Like it's. Yeah. And see, this is why you don't let your kid watch RoboCop when he's young. And look at you, man, the king of segues. I love it. Boom. Good stuff, man. Um, wow. This is, we did two hours of recording tonight, two episodes. I, I think, I think now is a good time to call this a night, Steve. Tight. I like it. Yeah. Um, coming up next on GGR Pirate Radio, um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We got all sorts of cool stuff coming up. Um, we'll talk about something because there's always something cool to talk about. Um, if not us, you'll hear E-Pop with Jay Dilla. Uh, we may see if we can get Andy Barch to come on. Uh, ben Zombie Bedgood is planning on making a pretty big move here pretty soon, so we may have him on to talk about his plans. Um, we never talked about our feelings about... Uh, the last jedi after viewing it we'll probably have to do that at some point here too soon uh mr monic yeah i have some pretty wild ideas of what i'd like to see in nine and none of them will happen but i would yeah. like to see them. well and that's always one of my favorite episodes maybe we'll see if we can get ulysses campbell to come on with us again um he has the fortune of being able to see a lot of new movies because he has press um as they're coming out so we might be able to talk to him too um we're gonna keep growing this thing uh we're gonna go back to our roots and do well, we should have been doing all this time. Um, but for Steve, um, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this has been GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out GGR The Great Geek Refuge on Facebook and on Twitter. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>